0: A soap factory four person pushes another worker into a vat of floral scented body wash. As the victim sinks and their life slowly washes away, they pull a keychain from their pocket and select a certain key to scrub with their fingernail. Is it a clue to the murder? Is it a hint at the motive? No. It's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. Dying Message, where each week we watch detective anime along with a mystery guest. Today's case, Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited, Episode 1, I Came, I Saw, I Sponsored. I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max Levine. I've just finished investigating the lottery tickets I bought last week, and I will not be swapping out my title of lead investigator for Millionaire Detective, at least not yet. So um, right now on Dying Message, the the past week and this week and uh, the next few weeks, we are looking at some of the recent detective anime, mystery anime series that have come out in the past year or so. Um, and the one we're coming out today came out just last year. And um, it's you can find the this episode of Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited on Funimation if you want to watch it before you listen. We're going to spoil the episode. It's not like there's any big secrets or anything like a murdered suspect or anything. But uh, we'll tell you everything that happens in case just in case you want to watch it first um, And joining me for this maximum spoilage is as always is our resident anime expert Michael Savitsky uh, As we never go outside you do live with me that makes you resident And we well you've watched a lot of anime in your life and are somewhat of an expert in, in I, We also
1: live together when we could go outside Noah
0: <laughs> Yeah, but it's different <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, um, we're recording this way in advance, and it is still winter, and it is actually actively snowing, at least the last time I looked out the window. So I was wondering if you had any like snow-related anime moments. Snow-related anime moments? Oh, they're... I often think of,
1: for no apparent reason, when I have ice cream. So there's an anime X or X1999, uh, and it had a pretty mediocre dub. But in the first episode, I remember like the character Kotori was standing up in english class or japanese class i guess (laughs) basically she was reciting a poem in class and she kept talking about turning snow into sacred ice cream and i was like that's such a like i'm sure this was something different in the original japanese but i always think of sacred the poem about sacred ice cream and i'm like i don't know it's a weird thing that pops into my head from time to time (laughs) well we'll have to
0: go outside and get a cone later (laughs) um what have you got for us today mike
1: uh, I'm going to try to do this justice because I'm not a linguistics expert by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I was thinking of talking about romanization for a bit, because especially because uh, one of the two main characters is uh, Kanbe. In Japanese, it would be spelled K A N B
0: E, or well, in the romanized. But does this have to do with the fact that he signs his name? He signs his name in English letters on the checks that he signs throughout the episode.
1: Right, and also the way the subtitles work. Uh, so they they subtitle it as Kanbe with an M. And that comes from the Hepburn style of romanization. And romanization is just literally like taking non-Roman characters and writing them in Roman characters. Right. And so this is an n sound, like what we would probably write as an n in most cases in his name. But because of the way that Japanese pronunciation works and like the, the n next to a, a consonant b, p, or m in the middle of a word, it kind of like gets more nasal. Uh, and comes off more like an M, and so this in this Hepburn style of romanization, uh, which is used, is the most common everywhere but Japan. I'm led to believe, at least according to Wikipedia, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they they write the N as an M. So you could say it either way. You can say kanbei like they do in the subtitles. You say kanbei. I'm not gonna like try to show off my Japanese pronunciation and come <laughs> off like a, a sad white person. Well, you uh, know,
0: once <laughs> once you start like saying oh we're going to say it correctly then you open the door for people to correct you we're just doing the best we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if we're uh, if we're toting the um
1: the funimation uh, as the place for people to watch it then we'll probably be saying kambe with an
0: m which is how they romanize it yeah that's how it was in my head mm-hmm. uh though i did hear the audio <laughs> you know what we need we need we need more opinions one opinion is not gonna cut it so maybe let's have two mystery guests today what do you think all right let's do it I'll go get a second one. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to welcome our two guests. Our first guest is a comedian and writer who likes to participate and maybe win in contests and puzzle events. Our second guest is an improviser and engineer who also likes to participate and maybe win in contests and puzzle events. One time they solved the mystery of the friendly neighbors. I've cracked the case. It's Kara Schmidt and Alex Fierro.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: <laughs> welcome. Alex, you were nodding your head when Michael was talking about name of anime I can't remember. <laughs> oh, X nineteen ninety nine. Oh
3: gosh, yeah. So I I remember watching that on like a movie screen in college. I I, I will say I'm not like the biggest fan of anime, but I think back in college Ooh. I watched I, I watched a lot more because um, we had an anime club, and that was one of the things that I distinctly remember watching, and I distinctly remember uh, the English dub. That you, that you just referenced. <laughs> um, so I was just nodding my head because of like, oh, I remember that—a blast from the past. Yeah, a funny thing about X 1999—they
1: uh, finished. They did a movie version that had its own ending, and they did a, a show, like a television show version that had its own ending. But the original manga, upon which it's based, n- they never did the ending. They like <laughs> it dropped out of the magazine they were publishing it in, and wow. to this date, even though it's Clamp and they do lots and lots of manga and they're very popular, they've never finished it. The world is still waiting for the real ending of X-1999.
2: Is that like Game of Thrones? Like, didn't he not finish that one yet? But we saw the TV show with the ending?
1: Yeah, approximately like that, yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's a really good uh, way to put it. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Gotcha. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a a kind of sneaky way of asking you what is usually my first question. But (laughs) Kara, I'm curious about your uh, relationship with anime.
2: Um, Does... (laughs) Hello Kitty doesn't count because it's just like <laughs> characters, right? Like stickers and notebooks. So that that answers that question.
0: <laughs> um, Thank you, you for
2: having me. <laughs> I no, have but a lot you should check
0: add. out um, you should check out Agretzko on Netflix, which I've okay. recommended to a guest before because it's based on some uh, other Sanrio characters. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it's so good. Okay. I don't know. I could. I, we could tell you more about it, but.
2: I'll take recommendations. Uh, there's a blizzard and a pandemic, so I've got time to watch.
0: <laughs> um, but not in the. But hopefully they don't combine in like some weird Sharknado oh, hybrid, right? Oh gosh, that would be awful. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the pandemic. Um, anyway.
2: Yeah, pandered.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's really cool to have you both on and to get the like we have like lots of levels of anime present, which is awesome. <laughs> What about mysteries? Like you like puzzles? Does that extend to liking mystery novels, uh, TV shows, mystery sounds?
3: I I love <laughs> I love mysteries of all types. Um, uh, I, yeah, I used to read the Agatha Christie mysteries. I think that was sort of my first big exposure to like, uh, mystery mysteries, uh, and there was just so much fun. Um, I also love mystery TV and movies. Uh, and I also love the mystery spot uh, in Santa Cruz.
2: I like the Winchester Mystery House. (laughs) The
3: Mystery House. Which is a house
2: based on a mystery. Um, (laughs) And I love Unsolved Mysteries almost too much. Except the theme song I don't like. um, Because it's terrifying. But like, I will go down the stupid rabbit hole of every episode of Unsolved Mysteries. And like go into it way too much. And get upset about like Ray Rivera. Um, I don't know if you saw the new season. But like, I've got all sorts of... Yeah, and then I'm also currently reading Anxious People, which is apparently a mystery, but I'm only on the fifth chapter, so I can't really talk about it much yet, except that so far I like the writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I went through a brief phase where I was watching like some of those forensic documentary shows on what used to be court TV, but I never was so much into unsolved the unsolved ones, because like I liked it to have an ending. When you watch an unsolved one, what is it that draws you to that? Is it like... I don't know. Do you do you like to just kind of think about all the options and come up with your own guess?
2: Yeah, I almost like to obsess over it um, too much. And like, it's it's, sometimes they bum me out, like if it involves kids, or if it involves aliens or a demon, like I I can't handle it. But if it's anything that's like, how did this man fall onto the middle of a roof? Ray Ray Rivera again, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or how did this family go missing? And there aren't really little kids in it. I can't stop thinking about it. And then I have to start like wondering about quantum physics. And one mm. thing leads to another. And yeah. <laughs> I, oh,
3: I think yeah. for me, I, I like to try and, and puzzle it out. And I think like every five minutes I'll be like, no, it was that guy. Or, or no, she did it. She's definitely the murderer. Um, <laughs> But with Unsolved Mysteries specifically, I guess part of me hopes that at the end of the episode, they'll like pop in with, update, we actually solved the mystery, and then they'll explain it. But they don't really do that I feel like, with the modern ones. Yeah,
2: no, and I feel like I'm a kind person, and I want good things for everyone, but I love an Unsolved Mystery. Like, I also love when a story doesn't tell you how it's going to, like, not that it doesn't tell you how it's going to end, but it just doesn't end. Like, um, Shirley Jackson, The Lottery. Like, I love when they just leave it vague, and you're like, What? And no one ties it up with a bow, and then I just get to spend the next week kind of, like, concerned.
0: <laughs> well, if you, if you walk away today and pretend the one episode of this show is the only one that exists, you could have that feeling. I, I sh-
2: I've, I've had it for the past 24 hours.
0: <laughs> um, so, in the realm of mystery anime, detective anime, has either of you seen something in that, what you would consider in that genre before? So
3: I have. Um, in college, I was a little obsessed with Detective Conan. Uh, and I had access to a giant case of like uh, Chinese bootleg CDs with hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Um, and uh, I remember when I was just not doing anything else, I'd put one on in the background and sort of uh, half-watch it. Uh, and then uh, it makes it a little harder to solve the mystery, but um, <laughs> it was still entertaining. <laughs> Knowing what
1: I know about, like, uh, Chinese and Hong Kong, like, bootleg subs from back that era, it the, probably wouldn't have been able to solve the mystery if you watched <laughs> it straight through. The, it was probably pretty
3: wild. It it definitely was. Um, I feel like the, maybe the first season, the, the subs were good, because probably if you're uh, if you're going to check them out and make sure they're watchable, <laughs> those are the ones you're going to, like, pop in your, your DVD player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the quality, I think, degraded in a fairly linear fashion. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, it, yeah, it, it added to the mystery, shall we say. <laughs> My
1: favorite examples of, like, bad Hong Kong subs come from uh, some, some Hong Kong subs of Yu-Gi-Oh! I watched back oh, no. before that got brought over. Uh, like, they would refer to uh, the dark magician as the black pharmacist. Uh, <laughs> and I especially remember they called the uh, Millennium
0: Rod the 100-year tinny stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. There's that like bad translation of Pokemon that's really popular. I forget where that's from. Kara, did you what about you and
2: There were commercials for Detective Pikachu, right? That was a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I've seen commercials. You've
0: seen commercials for Detective <laughs> yeah. Pikachu.
2: Yeah, I'm like not yeah. Boy am I glad everyone else has things to add.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like we all watched the same amount of uh content. So we all have More or less the same amount of opinions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Alex, I'm not surprised you got sucked into Detective Conan. I had that period in my life. Um, We are actually going to start talking about it and doing the very beginning of the show in a couple episodes. We have famously, uh, famously, question mark? that's haughty. Uh, We've (laughs) fairly
1: (laughs) commonly uh, talked about Detective Conan briefly, but
0: never explained what it was. Yeah, we've never explained the (laughs) idea behind it. But um, we'll yeah, we'll be getting into that. And I don't know, the main challenge of the podcast for me going forward, putting it together is to find things to cover that aren't Detective Conan and to (laughs) go back and forth and balance it in a way uh, that we're not like the Detective Conan and friends mystery hour. (laughs) Because they're Where, I mean, I don't know, very, very soon the the thousandth episode is coming out. Wow. One zero zero zero. And I'll bet the status quo still doesn't move forward. Yep, probably not. (laughs) It's part of the charm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so today we're going to talk about Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. Michael, what can you tell us about this anime?
1: Yeah, so as a general uh, plot synopsis, it's about this very, very, very rich man uh, who... I guess he's bored with life or he has some event in his life, which we won't spoil going forward, which makes him decide he's going to join the police. And he basically solves crimes by spending his unlimited balance of money to do ridiculous things while his, I assume, soon-to-be partner, a very angry and uh, disgruntled detective,
0: is mad about everything he does. (laughs) I think that's pretty accurate. And this uh, started airing in about April of last year. And it was one of the anime in spring 2020 that uh, got temporarily delayed because they weren't in the studio and working on it during the the pandemic. So it it aired over a longer period of time than they planned. But they aired 11 episodes of the first season, which I believe are the whole plot. And before that, this is based on a novel. And the novel was also adapted into a live action TV show in the mid 2000s. Um, but doesn't appear to be associated with a manga, which is funny because that the anime we watched last week was also not based on a manga.
3: Hmm.
0: That's very funny. That's very funny. When we say this is a podcast with jokes in it, this is what we mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know, it just happened. It was weird. It was weird it was, energy. Was, um Okay, so I do want to say one thing, which is, like, uh, when we were talking about Detective Academy Q, they would often interact with the police, and the police would come into the episode, but it wasn't a show about, like, police officers as the main characters, and I think most of the stuff that we expect to watch won't be either, And but the, but this series definitely, like, the, they are members of the police force, although one guy has very, very rich and bought his way in, and it's, it's, it's very weird. So I just wanted to, like, bring up that here in the U.S., I mean, there's there's been problems for a long time, but there's uh movements now def about defunding and reforming the police, and um, in thinking about and talking about that, I think it's important to think about the way media and TV shows about police have uh play into some of the the things that are going on, and so there's a lot of great things I've been reading on the internet. You can look up this specific question, like behind the scenes on U.S. cop shows, and how is is just crazy, but um you know, this is an anime, it's made in Japan, it takes place in Japan, they have their own issues over there, you can read about that as well. And, you know, we don't just want to pretend that there isn't a conversation and a lot of problems going on in the US. Yeah. And to be fair, uh,
1: we've only seen the beginnings of it, but I, I imagine it's gonna become more of a plot point. There's pretty much a pretty strong like presence in this episode, showing like a certain amount of corruption, or like political... Weirdness in the Japanese police department, so.
0: Yeah, when
2: someone buys their way on. Exactly. I was gonna (laughs) say, like, he, I think, probably was qualified... I don't know what he was qualified for for his job, but it sounded like he was trying to buy his way into, like, a job I wouldn't... I don't know. Yeah, like, he wasn't trying to buy his way into the top. So the corruption was actually a little more ethical. Yeah, and he just,
3: like... (laughs) walks into I guess the police chief's office and they smoke cigars over this this weird like employment deal that they
0: have just uh arranged yeah. cigars a, a recurring theme throughout the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's interesting like when you have such a heightened kind of um this is not a realistic portrayal of law enforcement or policing and like the car chase at the end it's so out there and like, so, it's, so it's uh it's a very different thing
2: not based on real life events probably like <laughs> unsolved mysteries are <laughs> yeah.
0: probably not
2: uh, like no, probably
0: not, not. usually mean,
2: people it... have a limited balance
0: jeff bezos is stepping down from amazon Ooh, Oh,
2: next steps yeah <laughs>
0: so who knows what he'll will do next uh, apparently he's going to continue working at amazon just in a different capacity but
3: yeah, yeah i i feel like trying to buy his way into the like
0: basement police detective <laughs> squad is maybe not his next career move but who knows <laughs> Um, but, you know, he bought the Washington Post, so he could buy lots of things. Must be nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not the very first thing at the start of the episode, but I do want to... We usually talk start by talking about the opening song, so I want talk, to talk about the intro to the anime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I... So... I was watching it and the first thing that popped into my head was like, this kind of feels like
3: a James Bond style opening from some of the the visual motifs to like the characters and maybe even the style of the song as well. Uh, I I almost felt like I was watching uh, an as yet to be made James Bond film. Right down to the sexy
1: underwear lady that never got explained. Right? I know.
2: I I wanted more of that. Well. And then I uh, I like was like, I'm going to take notes. And what I wrote down is millionaire, Dillionaire skills of justice. So, like, I didn't get the name right. Um, but, like, I was all in. I watched it twice. But I just sort of, like, went off on my own. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the very first images are just money floating around. And, the, like, the Matrix, the music was very electric, I think. But then it kind of opened up into something else. Yeah, there's a moment just before like the transition and the tone of the music where he lights
1: a cigar with like, uh, like oh, a hundred dollar, oh right, a, a bill, and then like throws it at the screen and it, like, and I'm
0: like, yeah, I wrote down like relatable. Uh, <laughs> makes Smoking me at a and uh-huh. like a cigar burning. I also noted like there were there were lots of shots of scantily clad women, maybe the same one there was uh, in lingerie and stuff. I think it is a
1: specific woman. At least it it seems to hint that he's got a relationship with some. Uh,
0: I don't know
2: real leggy lady. lady. Yeah.
0: yeah, femme fatale character. Yeah, so in one shot, she's holding a wrench, and in another shot, she's holding a knife, and in another shot, there's maybe a different woman who's tied to a bed. Another thing that happened in the opening, he took a bath in a bathtub filled with cash. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One shot, one shot I particularly liked where it's he's standing
1: on like a rooftop and he's in a sniper rifle's sight and it's like moving around and it focuses on his head and then he like explodes into money. I just <laughs> I, like it's not great
3: as like I like this character, but I thought it was a cool visual. <laughs> they're they're really hitting you over the head with the money motif, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean that's the yeah, I I feel like anime is often like take An idea and crank it up to a thousand and so here it's like he's he's rich. Oh, no. How rich can he be a thousand times?
2: (laughs) Unlimited unlimited times (laughs) Uh,
1: Now the name of the song is navigator. It's by a group. I guess they're called stones But this drives me nuts. So it's a band up like a boy band of six like very pretty young Asian men Uh uh-huh, but they spell the name uppercase s i x uppercase t o n e s so like six tones
0: but they pronounce it stones which doesn't make any sense <laughs> well you've been telling me that the x's are often silent in anime titles yeah but like, now it's the so i ha- it, x they're taking it
1: they're taking it too far
2: <laughs> yeah it's like um what was it nine not 98 degrees one of those boy bands where they like use the five as an f Am I making up a boy band? <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know. I believe you. I don't know not a lot about boy bands.
2: Someone don't worry about it. I'll, one day, I'll remember in the middle <laughs> of the night.
1: Yeah, I couldn't learn too much about them as a group. As far as I could tell, this group formed either through like some kind of boy band reality show or through some kind of like boy band variety show. So they have some kind of root in TV. They don't have a lot of mu- music, like a handful of signal- singles. Uh, and the on- I think the only other thing that they're- they have that's super popular is uh, the opening for the... Yashahime, uh, which is a new anime this season, the weird follow-up to Inuyasha mm-hmm. that yeah. nobody asked for. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, but what are you talking about? That nobody asked for. People love Inuyasha. People have been clamoring for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's a decade later, and it's like, did we did we ask for Inuyasha Z? Like, why why is this happening all of a sudden? <laughs> um, okay, so start start the very first thing that happens in the episode is like this scene of this rich guy playing piano. And I wrote down the first line because it's so generic. <laughs> I had a father and I had a mother. I believe I had a happy childhood. I mean, I believe I had a ch- happy childhood puts it into context. But I don't know, the, the opening is pretty vague. So I was I was thinking about that. And
3: we were asking ourselves, does that mean he's an orphan now? And if he is, he's got a lot of money.
0: He's an orphan. Reminds me of, like, Batman.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, my notes are he's Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was getting strong Tony Stark vibes from the way he flaunts his money in okay. Jarvis Fest and drives fast cars. And his Spurs. literal Jarvis. And the fact that yeah, he has a Jarvis. Right. Right. <laughs> he has a Jarvis.
2: And his license plate was money. Yeah. yeah. Not to jump ahead, but, like... No, they please really jump ahead. Were, they, were, they were beating us over the head with that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it, w- it certainly wasn't in his in his personality, but visually he gave me, like, strong, like, modern version of Roger Smith from Big O who is who is basically Bruce Wayne anyway. So, <laughs> but it's a very similar look especially with like the the thin black tie with the white stripe.
2: And I think the opening lines were so vague, but I think the rest of the show in a way was so vague that it kind of <laughs> set the tone. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying it was vague in a negative way. I'm just saying like they really packed in the action and they didn't really give a lot of context and that's not a negative, but it's just it's true.
0: They're trying to pique our interest, like, so that we wonder about his past, so they can pro- hopefully tell us about it later. What we found in Detective Academy Q is that show was cut short, and they never really told us about anything. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> so I'd be into it.
0: <laughs> so the setup for this episode, the, the, this pilot episode, uh, some of this we learned later, but there's a classic car festival... And like all the various departments in the police department are going to help out. At the very beginning, there's some folks from what turns out to be the first division kind of rushing to a conference room because something important is going on. Our main character uh, is a guy named, I'm going to call him the main character, Haru Harukato, because he's the audience perspective character. He used to be in the first division and he was kicked out. I think it's
1: it's probably worth mentioning real quick that uh, unlike Detective Academy Q, where they're all like kids who are friends and talk to each other and refer to each other by their personal name, uh, ev- yeah. just about everyone refers to everyone by their surname uh, in this show because they're like they're adults that work together and by and large don't like each other. So,
2: <laughs> I'm just a huge Dragnet fan, so like I can relate to that whole like just last name, get straight to the business.
3: <laughs> Speaking of getting straight to the business, though, I. I feel like when they were showing kind of shots of their weird basement office, no yes. one actually seemed to be getting to any business. Oh, <laughs> like, that was ridiculous. It was really weird. Like there was a guy who maybe was browsing porn on his computer and was embarrassed about it. There potato was a chip woman? Girl? Yeah, there was a woman she was eating just potato chips. In like in the
2: a background. restaurant booth eating potato chips the whole time. <laughs> a restaurant yeah.
0: in their office. That was such yeah. a um like a standout thing I was like I want a restaurant booth In the office mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> And then they show her again Later Towards the end of the episode And she's still in the same spot Eating potato chips yeah.
1: She's wearing What I interpret as uh, A uh, Like a A female uh, Office workers uniform So I think she's probably Like their secretary uh, Except she's just in the break area Eating snacks the whole time
2: They're not really getting much done
0: mm-hmm. I yeah. think they're just
2: like One of those what What's it called You know the people That are just kind of like phoning it in every day and like not not like any of us
0: well pretty much every person in the basement is in the opening so it's clear they're like named characters that are gonna recur um but we don't i don't think learn most of their names in this episode and he gets the the main character gets a call it's like we want two people to go down and help with security at the classic car festival so this is he like looks through everyone in the office so there's uh the pink haired snack girl who we talked about and he's like uh uh-uh. uh Mm -hmm. There's this old guy who's just seemed to be the old guy. It's probably the section chief, if I had to guess. And then the angry guy who is like (laughs) pretending to be busy, but he's actually just placing bets on horses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like they have to kind of check off all of the one dimensional character tropes (laughs) right from the start. Yeah. And the, the episode ends with rich guy joining their squad so like he's gonna be butting heads with all these characters so their squad is actually going by the sign
1: outside the uh modern crimes prevention division and it seems like in general just be where the police are shoving like fallen from glory cops they want out of the way but can't quite fire
0: or something like that it's not clear what they do i think it's vague on purpose I i was wondering if it's like a real thing that the police departments have or if it's just something they made up to be not real for this show but haru's gonna take his friend kame and he tempts him because Kame has a crush on Motoyama who uh, works with like the like the equivalent of the parking authority right um, and she's uh-huh. gonna be there
1: We meet her and she's got like some grandma energy so yeah <laughs> I, w- I was I was trying to
3: figure out what the what the attraction
1: I was thought she there. was real
2: cute <laughs> okay <laughs> huh noted. <laughs>
0: I saw that in her too. She did look, she was, maybe, maybe it's like her hairstyle was an, an older anime character hairstyle. Maybe that's what it was. Hmm. Well, I, I thought that they kind of had like wrinkles on her face.
3: Maybe I just imagined that, but I thought no, that yeah, that's, was that's sort of how they portrayed her. Yeah. And she'd certainly had like
1: an older voice actor. Oh. Or someone trying to play older, one or the other. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder where that's going somewhere weird. <laughs> so there's a lot of scenes that are cutting back and forth between things in this next part of the episode. So let's combine some stuff together and talk about the blonde guy and the pink haired lady who <laughs> her name, it turns out to be Yoko and his name turns out to be Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they up to?
2: So they're they're the bumbling thieves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Like that's kind of just, you know, the trope.
0: Yeah,
1: they don't say it outright, but going by their attire and the way they like vaguely refer to the syndicate, I'm guessing that they're just like generic Yakuza thugs. Mm.
2: Yeah, and based on their uh their accents, I would say they were like not the standard like they're not the up and they're not on the up and up. Also, I stole that from Alex's notes, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's why he was laughing. I see. Well, you know. And, uh, yeah, they, they're like scoping out a bunch of different stores and it's clear like he's more hesitant about it than she is because he's like, oh no, that guard looks scary and kind of trying to avoid, uh, actually going through it. But then they spot this one store, which I thought was a bridal store, but it turns out to be a chocolate store when they actually go in. They're in Ginza, which is like a fancy upscale shopping district
1: and they're trying to rob a jewelry store but they all have bodyguards and they spot one they think is unarmed and it's just a fancy chocolate store. Yeah.
2: And that, that's where they put on the cat masks. And I don't know if anyone remembers Noozles, the cartoon that was on Nickelodeon, where they mm-hmm. put on the koala mask. And then all of a sudden that girl, Sandy, people think she's a koala. Did and you these... know
1: that is an anime?
2: No, but I could, I've watched that show so many times. I'm in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that growing up, but I found out many years later that no, I don't remember the Japanese name, but that was an anime. Uh, okay. I did not know that as a kid at all. I yeah. have never heard of this show. They went to Koala Walla Land it, through the like the portal.
2: Yeah, she put on like a masquerade style, like top half mask of a koala, and everyone just led her through as if she was supposed to be there. And then when this girl put on that mask, I like had a noosle flashback. So
0: gosh, <laughs> I haven't thought about that in five thousand years. <laughs>
2: I got you. Anytime you want to think about that, I am ready.
0: And it's that classic thing of like hand over your jewelry and they're like, No, we just have chocolate. And then he tastes it and he's like, This isn't sweet chocolate. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's 75% cacao. Because <laughs> it
1: is fancy. It's just fancy chocolate. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. good to me. And they they only uh, net get away with uh, 80,000 yen, uh, which a yen is about a cent in the current conversion. So oh. they stole about $800. That's oh, all. okay.
2: In my head, I thought it was like 8,000. And I was like, that's standard bank robber going rate. Like if you rob a bank, typically you walk away with between 7 and 8,000 dollars. Um, so I was like, and yeah, this sure. is, you know, whatever. But now that it's 800, like, what a waste.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Wow>. Especially <laughs> considering
0: all the trouble they got into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa. We'll see what happens when these two uh, leave the store. But first we have to see um, what Haru and Kame get up to when they come for security at the festival. Well, they got put on lost child duty. That's fun.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I-, I like how the... the- I know it's an anime,
3: but like the the camera, as it will, kind of keeps focusing on his armband that re- <laughs> reminds everyone that he's on Lost Child duty.
2: Well, and then he gets all mad about it, and then it zooms in on his hand, like that Arthur meme, and it was like <sighs> <and his>
0: fist. <laughs> Always fist going strong, yeah. Mm-mm. Um, it didn't look like a very exciting festival. There's like this parade of classic cars driving very slowly through the streets. I noticed when they were watching
3: the parade, there was like no background music and really no background noise and i don't know if maybe this was just like an anime budget thing but none of the like observers were even watching the cars that were like slowly parading <laughs> down so i didn't get the sense that really anybody there was excited about this festival well,
2: i didn't even feel like it was a festival except there was a banner and then otherwise like it literally just was like cars driving down the road like i didn't realize the festival had started not to be
0: rude <laughs> it was just fancy traffic
2: right uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> Hey, they're in that nice area. That's what you see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, but someone who who's very excited about the festival is the prince of the Abura Emirates, who is here with his classic car to participate.
2: Yeah, he's got a cobra.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's tuned up, uh-huh. as we learn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting. I wonder how much the show is going to go into class commentary because they when they see the cars... I think it's Kame says like something about like, oh, we're work to bone the bone with cheap pay and they get to ride cars mm-hmm. like this. But Haru is, is, says that he's just in it for the justice. That's going to be his thing.
3: Was the commentary there that he was kind of jealous of maybe his colleagues in the first division who are like working security, maybe riding in those cars? Or was he talking about like rich people
0: in general? Oh, he w- was the first division in the car, wasn't it? So it wasn't class commentary at all. It was just, well, you know, <laughs> tune in next week for a class commentary or the weekend. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it can go either
3: way, right? Like, yeah. you know, because he's he seems to be working a bottom of the barrel job. Not it, it's boring. It doesn't seem to pay very much. Uh, he he's he doesn't really seem to be able to get into whatever action all of the first or division he had people been, but are but got involved demoted with. so like he doesn't yeah. even
2: he like no he's been to first class and now he has to go sit and coach and elaine gets first class or whatever yeah exactly it's one of those like things you know like he know, he's he's tasted the other side and now he has to go beyond lost child
0: <laughs> but does the first division have a restaurant booth and a supply <laughs> of potato chips we, we don't know <laughs> They do all dress very nicely, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, they f- see the First Division guys running and they run up to them to, like, well, what are you doing? What's going on? And that was the first thing I noticed, is, like, the First Division guys in their dark, nice suits, and they're just in, like, whatever clothes. Keys, yeah, Like,
2: pleated khakis or something.
0: Yeah. They, they kind of look like slobs, yeah. uh, comparatively speaking.
2: <laughs> hey, class. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I, I, it's, it seems like a choice, right? Because his like tie is all loose. He's just like wearing a regular jacket. Yeah, it's definitely
2: a choice because it's fiction. And <laughs> if they had like filmed a real cop, we would have been like, oh, that might have just been a bad day off. But like, someone took the time to draw this.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, I was not envious of the first division having to dress up that like tightly and i don't know taking your uh suit to be dry cleaned every day or something who knows like
2: uh-huh. and we know <laughs> what goes on in dry clean vehicles now
0: yeah we sure do <laughs> <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. um they insert themselves into the first division guys business and like take their earpiece
2: that was what was going on there okay
0: oh yeah cuz something's going on but they won't tell them yeah and that's how they find that there was a bomber who had come here to target the prince and he was fleeing from the crowd on foot towards Tokyo Station. But it turns out that his bomb is still it, it's set to go off in a white cleaning van for Fukunishi cleaning. Yes. And all the action is about to start. But there's one scene we haven't talked about yet. And oh, well, we, we kind of did talk about it because you brought it up early on. This is the first scene with a cigar um, where Kambe goes to meet with the police chief. Yeah, it was like your kind of classic smoky room uh, deal here. <laughs> Shady
2: dealings. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I, yeah, it wasn't just that he smoked a cigar, but like the chief offered him a cigarette. And he like waves it away and pulls the cigar out of his pocket and clips it and starts yeah, smoking it.
2: doing all the motions.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> he's a guy who clearly knows what he wants. And what he wants is not a
0: cigarette. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand cigars, but I also don't understand cigarettes. So like I'm not I'm not the right person (laughs) Denotes wealth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, why don't we all Go run some laps to get our adrenaline up and pumping for the rest of this anime (laughs) episode.
2: Oh, man, it's active
0: (laughs) Go, Go on a quick car chase so, okay, so the robbers leave the store, and and when they do so, all the action starts happening like weird, crazy.
1: Yeah, they they run into the cops and immediately open fire on them. Uh, mm-hmm. on the classic great move for getting away with crimes is to
0: shoot a police officer. <laughs> well, there's a lot. There's a lot more to it. Okay, so right, so the the two of them run out of the store and they knock down an officer who's standing there, who just happens to be Kame's crush in the parking division. Mm-hmm. So Kame sees this from across the street and runs over to help her. And that's when the, the uh, lady Yoko, who had hinted that she had something in her purse, takes it out and hit him. And like his chest gets red with like looks like a gunshot and he falls. Well, to she, the didn't, she didn't hit him. She fired a gun at him. She had a, a revolver. That's right. Yeah. She shot the gun at him. And mm-hmm. then they steal the van that has the bomb in it.
2: Oh, but before that, they get so dramatic. It gets really, he's, he's saying his goodbyes. Yeah. He's ready to die. And then we get the big reveal that it's a paintball gun, right? Yeah.
3: Well, and she's like cradling him in her arms, which suggests to me that there's, there's some sort of relationship there. And then she gets so angry that he wasn't about to
0: die, <laughs> that he is, in fact, okay. <laughs> he's yeah, a bit of weird. a bozo. For sure. Like, he should know that he wasn't shot with a gun. That <laughs> okay. It was just a paintball. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: guns are illegal in Japan, so it's pretty hard to, to have your hands on one, like, despite what some Maybe people... Maybe that's
2: why I didn't know what it would feel like.
1: Despite what some people uh, in America might say, it, it's actually hard to get a gun in a country where they're banned. Uh, so yeah. they had a model gun that was a paintball gun. Uh, it was pretty unlikely, unless they were, like, upper echelon, like, criminals in the Yakuza
0: or something, that they would have a gun at all. Yeah, what I've learned from pers- playing Persona 5... <laughs> Royal Is that there's a weird market for Realistic looking guns That uh, aren't functional Yeah model guns are a big hobby in Japan I mean that's like a better hobby than re- re- Anyway Yeah, no, For real
2: <laughs> You're right
0: But the 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 cleaning van with the bomb in it Is sitting there The guy when he ran away just left the keys in the ignition So the two criminals hop into it And start to drive away
2: The coincidences are staggering here, like that everything just aligned and then they get into Bomb Van. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Yeah, that's what they do. And this is when we get a very dramatic entrance for Kambay to come onto the scene. This this like chunky, solid black car that is driving between two lanes full of cars on the road and knocking the cars off to either side to clear a path
2: car show cars no less it's uh-huh. not like they are hitting a regular you know Prius or whatever they're they're hitting like the Aston Martins of Japan <laughs>
0: uh, I, Prius is Prius is made in Japan isn't it yeah I think it's Toyota Prius yeah. is yeah. Toyota Toyota since it's made in Japan but
2: no no offense to a Prius but like he was he was driving through the expensive cars
1: yeah and he's about to hit uh, some a pedestrian too and then uh, Kato. Uh, like leaps in the way, and then the big expensive car veers off the road and hits a pole, and uh, our awesome millionaire Khambe steps out.
0: No, that's not that's not what happens. That's not what happens. I think he opens the door and cigar smoke oh, comes right. out. Yes, right, people he he's sitting in yes. there smoking a cigar. Yeah, he's is, he's is taken aback by the amount
3: of smoke in that car.
2: <laughs> also, I want to give credit to the fact that he was lost child guidance and the person that he jumped in front of on the road was a child. You're
0: right. He was I just doing want to make sure job. that
2: we give him credit for doing his job.
0: <laughs> well, he's definitely got that, like, put himself in danger to do the right thing and save other people trait, mm-hmm. which we see mm-hmm. again later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, very anime hero for sure. All right. This is when we take our quick commercial break. Does anybody uh, have any products they want to do <laughs> commercials for? <laughs> Is this a new bit
1: or what's happening
0: though? (laughs) Didn't we do a commercial one time before during the commercial break in the episode and it worked out well? It's not working out today. Uh Five gum spelled with an F. Uh No, it's spelled with the number five.
2: (laughs) Maybe that's what I was thinking of before when I said boy band
0: oh gum of course <laughs> yeah they're like the same thing i could see five band starting a boy band or five gum starting a boy band
2: mm-hmm, clearly
0: now didn't didn't Five gum <laughs> didn't five gum have some kind of like
3: marketing shtick behind it it was like the five senses or something was, wasn't that what the five
0: was i've never oh, heard originally before, it's like gum so that, that yeah. for your five senses <laughs>
1: what yeah. is it? What i is don't know th- i don't chew gum <laughs> what does gum sound like
2: and it's the sixth sense is the ghost inside the bubble. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Terrifying.
3: Anyway, folks, go out and get your five
0: gum today. Okay. We promise it's good. Oh, And then we come back from the commercial break. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're just in this car chase. Well, not quite yet because uh, they're on foot. They don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So our uh, very
3: rich uh, detective friend, or soon-to-be detective, I, I don't know if he's been hired yet. He has. He introduces himself as a, a newly appointed That's right. inspector. Yeah. Right. He has a badge. badge. He's got a badge. badge. Yeah. So uh, I was. Uh, th- this was a funny scene to me where he walks over to this AC Cobra, looks, looks underneath, and immediately determines this is a suitable vehicle that can go fast, uh, throws the prince out of the car and says i'm just going to buy your car for one billion yen
2: well because they said the going rate like they said how much it was worth. oh yeah he,
3: he was like oh you know you would have to pay me 300 million yen if you wanted to buy this car for me a, a princely sum and and kambay is just like yeah sure no no problem let me let me use my google glasses to pay you yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's a very anime uh payment process that he does. Yeah, he grabs the guy's credit card out
1: of his wallet, scans it with was he even wearing glasses? He wasn't, right? So like he's got some kind of HUD in his eyeballs? I don't know. Oh uh, but yeah he's context. Yeah, he scans it and he talks to his Jarvis, uh Husk is the name of it. H E U S C that very name. What do you think
0: that stands for? I don't know. Uh does it I so- looked it up. Oh, what
2: I looked it up earlier and I can't remember what it is now, but I looked it up because I wanted to be able to drop that on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole department that like for the show that fact checks to make sure that whatever the um, the technology they use is accurate huh. or could exactly or could actually exist in that world. Mm. And I, I did all this research and everything, but there's no proof of it right now. <laughs> 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 Don't mind me. I'm just over here sweating the fact that my memory is not what it should be.
0: Uh, there's a there's a uh Wikipedia for this show, and it says it stands for heuristic scalar. Okay. Of course. Yeah, of course. H-E-U heuristic
1: S C scalar. Uh-huh. Perfect. The, one of those perfect Japanese acronyms.
0: Like, yep. like stones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what uh, heuristic scalar means. That's like the acronym where it's better. It's was better as a confusing acronym.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you almost
3: don't want to know.
1: Long story short, he uses his Jarvis to pay this guy a billion yen for his car, which
0: is about ten million dollars US, and they take it. And uh, the way he has to, he like writes a virtual check. And he signed it by sticking his finger out in the air in front of him and, like, moving his finger to sign the, this imaginary digital check. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was great.
3: And then the, there
0: was just, like, a, a
3: split-second shot, I, I noticed this, of the prince, like, I guess looking at his phone or something and, like, I guess confirming that he had received the money and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And the woman in the car at one point was, like, leaning out, yelling, like, you don't know who he is. He's the prince. And it was, like, uh, confirmation for someone who's only kind of following the plot.
0: <laughs> so he transfers the billion yen. And then one of the things that happens is the butler voice says, deposit complete, balance unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing. That's that's where they say the name of the show in the show. <laughs> Check. <laughs> the idea is he has so much money, he can spend a billion yen, and his balance is still unlimited.
3: Now, I, I just, I'm sure the rest of the series will answer this, but I was just tossing this scene in my head while I was, like, I guess trying to fall asleep last night, and trying to figure <laughs> out, what what situation are you in where you have that much money? Like, what what happened? How did his parents accrue we, all of this absurd wealth?
2: We even know how much Jeff Bezos has. Like, there's a, there's a number on that that people yeah. will throw around. So this guy's like, whoa.
0: <laughs> it's a very realistic show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it, who knows? I mean, well, there is this weird thing where, like, when you're super wealthy, you c- can get, like, loans and, and things like that without... You know, like if he's spending it out of a credit card, his credit card balance could be huge because they're like, "Oh, you're so wealthy." Oh. But it but giving someone a, an unlimited balance card would just be nuts because it could create all the money in the world and collapse the entire the world's yeah. economies. It would seem like And I think they go to effort to make his payments, like he's like, "Give me my
1: checks." And he like signs it to like show that he's <laughs> not using a credit card. He's using his direct
0: balance. Yeah. <laughs> he has a balance unlimited. I mean it's it's theoretically the case that like maybe his financial system was programmed in a way where if you haven't too much money it can't display the figure and just <laughs> is like you have unlimited <laughs>
3: Speaking as an engineer just for a moment, I'm going to say that would be a
0: terrible user <laughs> interface. I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. And
2: speaking as a consumer, I think it would be wonderful.
0: <laughs> I watched a video about that once about like how the number of bits can determine the maximum value of a number and that's caused problems yeah. in dates or something or or that was a problem with yeah. something, but anyway. There's um 2K the-
3: well, and also the 20, 2038 problem will be the next y2K mm-hmm. where uh, all of the all of the numbers that are tracking times that weren't using dates like 1900, they just track the number of seconds since 1970. Turns out that once you get to the, sometime in the year 2038 those numbers will r- roll over and we'll have another y2K problem. So mark your calendars.
2: <laughs> Global warming, we may not be alive to see it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: Well yeah, if we get if we get hit by a snowdemic.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as nuclear winter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
0: Yeah, that Terrifying. could happen too. <laughs> but uh yeah, so during this car chase, Kambe is just pretty much ignoring Kato who has jumped in the car with him and talking to his like AI butler thing and making it clear the road, which like Creates a traffic jam. He's somehow manipulating all the traffic signals. Right.
2: He did a he put a call in, and they just did the thing that they do for cop cars. Right.
1: Yeah. We just see a bunch of a bunch of lights turning red in all the places where there's traffic and cop
3: cars, and then a bunch of them turning green in a row wherever the van is. My favorite part of this car chase, I just want to say, is the part where all the cop cars try and take a turn real fast. One flips over, crashes into the wall, and then the rest crash into that car. <laughs> And, and I think, like, I I don't know. Maybe this was just me reading into it. But it felt to me like Kambe maybe was trying to arrange to not have police chasing him. And he was sort of at fault for this mass accident that he caused that hopefully nobody got hurt in. But we don't really know.
2: Not to spoiler alert.
3: I was just going to say that's absolutely what happened. He
1: literally ordered his Jarvis to get rid of all the cops following the van. <laughs> that's what he
2: ordered. So that was on purpose. And at the end, when, when he comes in to work with them, they Remember the guy, the friend makes a comment about how he paid everything double what was owed so there were no records of it. Mm. So this guy might be a destructive monster.
0: <laughs> it's the idea like he's so wealthy he can just cause property damage and all this other damage and then Potential just pay, pay it back double. Potential bodily damage? <laughs> yeah.
2: We don't even know who was in those cars.
0: Well, we're going to see how how cold he is very mm-hmm. soon. Yeah,
1: well, there was that specific moment during the car chase where uh, Kato was like, you are causing so much damage, do you know how much damage you're causing? And he kind of like rolls his eyes offhandedly. And he's like, okay, fake Jarvis, pay all the damages double, like so offhandedly, <laughs> like, okay, you're, we'll have it
0: your way. <laughs> but he does successfully lead the van to this bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, they themselves are like the only car that's able to chase it to the bridge.
2: And that's when we find out that it's, a drawbridge
0: (laughs) drawbridge that he has purchased the rights to open also at this moment yoko and hiroshi's like relationship begins to fall apart
1: (laughs) was it great to begin with
0: (laughs) it's classic classic codependency right Uh (laughs) they
3: they
0: realize the van they realize they can't get across the bridge because it's open and she starts to reverse and uh, Kanbei drives the fancy AC Cobra up behind them and rear ends them and starts pushing them up the bridge to try to dump the van with the bomb and two people in it right into the water.
1: Yeah. And then Hiroshi jumps out of the car, but uh, Yoko is stuck because her side has been smashed against the side of the bridge and she's stuck inside.
2: Yeah. And like then that guy okay so I am not good at names so like when I went to when I was in high school and we'd have to read like the bible and stuff I gave everyone modern names that I could recognize so in this case I kept referring to him in my head as like Kato like Kato Kalen, and um so I was like he jumps out and he gets in the hood of the car and somehow throws himself into the car and Yoko that's the only name like I actually got she's in there and he's like get out That's
0: it. He turns the wheel and writes the car so that it's no longer against the railing so that she's able to get out. But he seems to be in the car when it goes over the ledge. And then we see the car drop into the water and explode. End of anime.
2: And that's that's so similar to what happened in Ruthless People with Danny DeVito and Bette Midler.
0: What, what happened in Ruthless People with Danny DeVito and Brett Midler?
2: The other guy was Judge Judge, Judge Reinhold, Reinhold drives off the pier in Santa, Santa Monica, Santa Barbara, drives off in the car, and you think that's it. And then he comes out later on in, like, flippers and a snorkel.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in this case, he was just, like, hanging on.
0: But before we even figure out what happened to him, we have this scene between... Oh, well, first of all, the explosion causes all this water to go up into the air. And these there's these rainbows everywhere, which is...
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <nice. laughs> I thought that was going to be like a turning, like a shift in personality. And we were going to find like repenting and like more remorse or something. And instead it was just like pretty...
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's this fun dichotomy because it's like there's rainbows in the air and Yoko falls on her ass and like slides down the bridge and she's just completely defeated by the time she gets to the bottom of the bridge because she had uh-huh. <laughs> such low ambitions of robbing a jewelry store and just <laughs> her life has become trash. Her boyfriend left
0: her to die. <laughs> but, but Yoko and Hiroshi make up. I mean, he seems, sounds like he's really in trouble. He's worked up some debts, possibly by sleeping with other women. Mm-hmm. And so the, he didn't, but he wasn't brave enough to rob the store. So he was kind of using her to help him do that.
2: I missed that whole part. Yeah,
0: if we if we read <laughs> between the lines, I think
1: the, the like the family or syndicate of the yakuza that they're in loaned him money or gave him money to do something, and instead he spent it, and now he's in debt to them.
2: Oh. Yeah, because she had that ring.
3: Yeah, she did have
1: At that. At the ring. end,
2: she's like touching his button. It's like this big ruby.
3: Maybe they will come back. Wait, so- I assumed
2: they were like engaged.
3: They spend a lot of time on those characters. I, I feel like they have to come back. Otherwise, <laughs> like, what's the point of even showing them having this this odd tender moment at the end where she seems to cry and forgive him? Right. Uh, for some reason.
2: They're the only ones with humanity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had their own like mini story. Maybe, it, Maybe it's wrapped up and doesn't continue. And maybe that was that. I could see that happening, too. And then, Carrie, you can continue to think about them for the next week. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna. I, I've already been. I've been writing their names on notebooks and everything.
0: <laughs> if someone wants to send us fan art of, the, of Yoko and Hiroshi going to Koala Land.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Koala Walla Land, Noah. Come on. Koala Walla Land.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone knows you need a magic lipstick to draw a portal into Koala Walla Land.
0: Come on. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Well, if they had robbed the right store, they might have gotten their magic lipstick. <laughs> but we see that Kato is hanging off of the bridge, like by his arm. He's bleeding on his forehead like he's been hurt. And he's like barely hanging on. And Kambe walks over and sees him there. Just smiles like a douchebag.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
3: That, yeah, that was such a weird scene.
2: I sincerely thought he was going to bend down and like help him up. And then they were going to be... Like they were gonna be a team.
3: Yeah, like like buddy cops,
1: yeah.
2: right?
1: I think t- I think they're setting to be anti-buddy cops, just like two people who work together
3: and absolutely hate each other and think completely differently. Well, it's it's more than just different ideas. Kombe is just like, yeah, you can fall into that river if you want. He's a psychopath. Yeah. That was a big drop. That is a big drop. People like can die from falls of that height. Yeah. And he just comes back into the office the next day, literally the next day, with just a little band-aid on his forehead. He's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Serious.
1: In general, I, th- I think what the setup here is that Kambe they really want to show us he does not care about people or human life. So th- we're left to wonder, like, I guess they're setting up like he's just doing this because he's bored or if there's more
0: depth to it. I don't know. Uh, but it's not humanitarian, for sure. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But we get a scene in the basement again. Kambe walks in. He's now working specifically with the crime prevention task force, or I think it was. The Modern Crime Prevention Task Force, yeah.
2: And almost it's like he, like, maybe he's out to get this. Maybe they have a history. And maybe the whole, my parents were, and they're dead now. And maybe this guy is someone that, like, they ran in the same circles at some point, and he's, like, out to get him now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I... I actually would watch more of this. We'll get to that question soon, <laughs> but hold, but hold that thought because we're so close to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a scene on the helicopter pad on the roof, and the main reason we have to mention this scene is because Kanbei is smoking another cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like at least he went outside and went up to the smoking area on the helicopter pad on the roof. Is, is that his third cigar of the episode?
2: I'll yes, yeah. at least,
0: okay. yeah. He's got a problem.
2: Good keeping track.
0: He probably smells bad. (laughs) I wrote it down in my notes. (laughs) And Kato is like, you're not a superhero. And clearly they're going to have these arguments a lot. He specifically just asks very vaguely in response to you
1: are not a hero is how much? Like, he's literally Mm. like, okay, well, how much does it cost to be a hero? Like,
0: with the assumption that there's an amount. (laughs) This (laughs) is like capitalism on steroids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that money can solve any problems. And when you have money, you have impunity.
3: Yeah, I feel like he just goes through life throwing money at people, and, and that's uh, some sort of weird substitute for human empathy. <laughs>
0: well,
2: that's probably why he seems so joyless and, like, vacant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. the There's a title card that comes up at the end, and it's like, expenses incurred this episode, and it's like an <laughs> itemized list of all the money he spent, mostly not translated into English. And it was like, yeah, it was like a billion something yen, because he spent a billion on that car. Yeah, Yeah. it was.
3: uh, I I took note of this because I I love weird lists like this. Um, (laughs) It was 1.3 billion yen, approximately. Oh my god. (laughs) Which is like, what, like 12 million dollars? Is that that math right? Just Just... slide the decimal point over two spaces. Pocket change for Uh, Daisuke Kanbei.
2: But honestly, if he totaled all those cars and the cop cars and everything. And also, like, damage to buildings and probably some medical expenses. He pretty, he got a good deal.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> when you're that rich, you've got, like, the connections to negotiate down the price that you have to pay for these yeah, things. But even though... said
0: he played twice the going rate.
2: yeah, it's but, yeah. but what's
0: the going rate?
2: Well, maybe the 12 is what the actual expenses are, and he paid 24.
0: But he certainly spent a lot of money. He spent a lot of money. <laughs> I'm going to spoil something, if that's okay, for, for those of us who are here which is that uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page, it lists out the 11th episode and someone has written in like the expenses incurred each episode because it comes out at the end and the 11th episode, the final episode of the season, it says uh, expenses incurred unlimited. I saw that coming <gasps> a mile away. He's trying to spend. Was- <laughs> no
2: wonder it's the last episode. <laughs>
0: because uh, i guess he's he has nothing after that infinity minus infinity with is still infinity but you know
3: <laughs> yeah maybe. does
0: that counts canc- cancel out with his unlimited balance we don't know has he maybe yeah. accidentally
1: invented like this ai husk that like can invest so well that he's got unlimited money and he
3: realizes he's going to ruin the economy if he doesn't somehow spend it or something he he got in real early on gamestop clearly that, that must have been how he made his money for maybe those he...
2: listening in april that was topical at the time oh yes
3: we are currently in the era of GameStonks. in
1: case
2: uh,
0: people are not understanding what's happening <laughs> maybe he literally just like blows up the earth and then he's like Okay, so how much is that going to cost me? Maybe
1: he just ruins the economy, Ooh. and he's it, yeah. Ooh. Who knows? Wait, is
0: this is this like a Matrix
3: situation where he's like running a simulation of the world <sighs> and he's inside of it? Oh god! So I because so. he controls the simulation, he can just pay whatever he wants. Oh, he's a game genie I- using asshole. I Ooh. see.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm over here just thinking funds unlimited, unlimited funds.
0: <laughs> so. Let's finish this out by talking about the ending song, which is fine, I thought. Yeah, it was very, like, it was mostly in a,
1: a fairly good attempt at English. I'll call it a fairly oh, good what? attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really liked the way they used that manga-style dot filter in a lot of the shots. That's mm-hmm. all I wrote down.
3: <laughs> they, they had kind of, like, a good... Uh, two color motif going on for uh for the two characters right and I, I they kind of kept interspersing shots of Kambe kind of walking around being oblivious to whatever while the other guy is like you know doing actual detective work arresting bad guys or whatever
2: <laughs> it sort of yeah. just reminded me of like a white stripes video <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of like white and red and black and like solid lines and yeah yeah
0: would we watch more? I have said I would watch more. I never remember to, so I probably, I, I like, I, I don't think I ever will, but I might. What about what about you all?
2: There's nothing on TV tonight around six thirty, so I'm plan- planning to watch it tonight.
0: Why six thirty?
2: Isn't that when the Super Bowl's on? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, today is the it Super was Bowl. a joke about sports.
0: <laughs> Wait, are you watching the Super Bowl or are you not
1: watching the Super
2: Bowl? <sighs> I put money on it, so I have to watch.
1: Maybe his balance unlimited expenditure is buying all the commercial slots for the Super Bowl.
2: Oh my god, I could win money based on that because I also bet on commercials and stuff. <laughs> I'm not, like not a super gambler, but like last year I won some money, and so far this year I've already won money on pre-predictions. So, yeah.
0: I'm gonna nail. I'm, we're gonna nail this down. The categories are like, no, I'm definitely not gonna watch that. You know, I'd watch that if I was in the room with someone. I'd like to watch it eventually. Or I'm going to watch it.
2: Is it streaming somewhere that I can watch? Because I would totally watch it. I just don't know where to find it yet. <laughs> if,
0: if only someone could tell us where to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, it's on Funimation. We don't have a deal with them. We don't have to promote them. But it is <laughs> yeah. legally accessible there. What if? You- uh, I think you can do a free account where you get ads or they have a... So you can watch it even if yeah. you don't have it. But if you I'd are listening
1: it. and you have Sway and Funimation and you w- decided that Funimation wants to sponsor our podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Right? They sure should. <laughs> uh, we're hitting another Funimation show soon, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I totally would watch it again. Because I want to know. I watched this one twice. Actually, two and a half times.
0: Which half did you watch again? The first half the or The first half? half.
2: The first half because I had to stop because I had to watch Sunday Morning with Jane Pauly. But... <laughs> But No, I watched it two and a half times.
1: This was also our second time watching this episode, and I, I f- weirdly feel like I liked it better than the first. So maybe I was just in a different kind of mood, or I got more intrigued.
0: Uh, well, you were set up to not like it because the premise makes you angry. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. So the first time we watched it, you had decided you weren't gonna like it. Mm-hmm. But I think the I guess the second time you watched it, you'd already seen it, so you came in with more of an open mind. I don't know. There's a very like. Uh, premise similar anime that i
1: really liked uh eden of the east which is about like this group of people who have been given by this mysterious rich benefactor like a very specific amount it was like several billion or million yen each uh on these weird phones that can basically do anything and spend their their amount of balance uh and they're trying to fix japan or save japan uh, just from its general downfall as a country not anything specific or any specific threat uh-huh. uh which like, the characters are, like, there's villainous characters that are the the people with the balance, but there's also, like, much more likable characters, and this just feels like a
0: grosser version of that. What else does this remind me of? I was just thinking of Brewster's Millions. <gasps> yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Which has a whole bunch of, has a couple different movie versions. But he, like, has to spend a million dollars or a couple million dollars for the terms of this will in order to get the rest of the money from the will, and there's a lot of rules he finds it hard to spend money. <laughs> you know, just because we give rich people their money back doesn't mean they're going to be able to spend all that money that they have. <clears throat> Congress. <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> Wait, um,
2: we can take this offline, but who is Jarvis?
1: Oh, Jarvis is the AI uh, that Tony Stark
0: uses in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When Iron Man's in his suit, he, t- he talks out loud and tells it things. And the voice that talks back to him is Jarvis. It's like a digital butler.
2: I'm going to sound like an idiot. In the beginning, you were talking about Tony Stark, were you? Yes. Like a long time ago. Okay, in my head, I was imagining Tony Soprano. And then I thought, no, he didn't say Soprano. So then I was thinking of like, which Game of Thrones Stark? Oh my God. guys, hi. (laughs) I just got here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm all in. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm in. We'll bring you
0: back when we watch the Iron Man anime, which we won't watch (laughs) I've never seen any
2: Iron Man or Marvel anything, so.
0: Well, I would not recommend starting with the Iron Man anime. (laughs) In which case, I probably should. I would recommend watch- watching the opening of the Iron Man anime, which okay. is pretty good, but not the show itself. It's not great. Yeah. Okay, I'll put it on my
2: to-do list. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um anything else that this like reminded us of or was similar to or was it just like the strangest thing we have ever seen? It it was it was really out there uh and
3: I think what kind of Uh, sold that for me was every time Kanbei appears on screen or does something, there's this like wacky jazz musical stinger that that accompanies him, which just sort of like, just keeps reminding you, the viewer, that hey, this is some wacky guy, what's he gonna do next? (laughs) Yeah, he's got a very specific uh,
1: background theme, yeah. It also, like, there's this anime way of trying to take like a thematic thing that a main character does and like make it visual and like very like specific like in Death Note where all what what the main character does is write a person's name in a book to kill them but he like always does it with like a, re- a super dramatic flourish and so mm-hmm. I, they, I feel like that's why they did this like AI thing where he like he signs it checks in the air with his
0: finger like just mm-hmm. to, like yeah it would it would be kind of lame if he like <laughs> pulls out his wallet and pulls out his checkbook and pulls out a pen and he's like, "All right, who do I make this out to?" Yeah, it's- okay, Steve Martin. In the jerk. It's kind of like how every
1: like young boy anime has like a device. Like Digimon has the Digivice, or like Magical Girls have a magic wand. It's like they all have to have some kind of thingy that they use to do their thingy, and it's very anime me.
2: And he's so unlimited funds that he doesn't even need to have a thing. He can just do in the air. Yeah. Because like he's got access to everything.
0: It is funny that there's no explanation for like (laughs) what we see this interface of like the funds being transferred and him signing in the air but there's no explanation of like these are my special glasses. Yeah. Uh Which you would get in an anime there's often gadgets and they explain it so maybe they'll explain it later or maybe it's just magic without having seen the rest of the anime i can almost guarantee there will be a very
1: dramatic moment where he makes a very good a very good expenditure i'm doing air quotes and he does like signs like very dramatically like that like thrusting his arm through the air and we see it like three <laughs> times from different camera angles i guarantee that's gonna happen at least once it's just the thing i'll that keep they do.
2: watching for it
0: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i, I would I would definitely keep watching this show if, if for nothing else than to see like, where does this go? What, what is <laughs> yeah. this guy's
0: background? Well, what's he going to do next? Um, we have not seen any more episodes of this. I might get around to it eventually. Um, we don't know whether or not we're ever going to watch, or listen to it again for the podcast. We might. Um, but if you go on and watch more of this, you all at home, and you want to tell us like what you thought or what happened, um, you can send us an email, dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com, and we will share with the class. Um what what the big what the big exciting things were that happened or what you want to tell us about it. And if you have written a uh, saucy
1: fan fiction about your date with Kambe Daisuke where he spends unlimited balance <laughs> on your extravagant date, please send that to us and I will read a piece of it on air. On
0: air? It's a podcast. I keep saying on air. <laughs> on air is fine. Now, do you two have anything you would like to promote to our audience?
2: Um I would say uh I've I am really into Greek mythology right now. So if you've got some time, uh, read some stories. They, uh, they've, they're real big right now.
3: Yeah, they're, they're real classics.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's, it's been real super enjoyable. It's really uh, made me think about almost half the words that I use, because um, everything seems to be rooted. And uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, Not I, currently working on anything. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to promote this episode of this podcast. If you've yeah. listened this please far, please go back again. to the
0: beginning and listen again.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Press yep, repeat. Please like, and, like and subscribe yeah. on uh, on Apple Podcasts or Where wherever fine podcasts
0: are sold. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, you're getting ahead of me. That's like two lines <laughs> down. <laughs> Uh, thank you two so much for coming and hanging out with us. Um, I will tell people, like, because you were two people in the same space, you went through extra effort to be able to be on the podcast. Not that, like, our other guests haven't gone through effort and put in time to be here, but, like, we do appreciate uh that.
2: Not nothing for nothing, but we did drive to Best Buy in a blizzard, so. Oh
0: my
2: <laughs> but, but also, now we have a microphone, so. You, drive,
0: you drove to Best Buy in a blizzard, bearing bad bruises <laughs> boldly. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, keep going.
0: <laughs> That's all I got. It was really like, you really didn't have to shave your heads before you went out in that blizzard.
2: But like, otherwise, how would you have recognized that we were on, on a mission? I know.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, It's true. And then I want to tell our listeners next time we're going to be watching the pilot episode of Uh, an anime called Case File Number 221 Kabuki Cho, which is available to watch on Hulu. Uh, I know a lot of people have Hulu. Uh, It's an odd contemporary take on Sherlock Holmes. Very odd. (laughs) (laughs) If Sherlock Holmes was a, a modern Japanese gentleman who likes storytelling and lives in a home run by a drag queen along with a bunch of other detectives that he competes oh, with oh yeah the drag queen is my favorite character i think I, I, no you yeah. don't like
1: the drag queen oh wait do you were i being hate sarcastic right i don't know do i hate the drag queen i don't remember oh i thought you were complaining about the portrayal of gay people oh maybe i don't remember it was a while well, ago we'll talk i hope about i it like that drag week.
0: queen maybe i don't <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think you did it was a while, while ago do. but uh, yeah we're, that's what we're doing next week um oh my gosh, Alex beat me to it. But uh if you have now I'm assuming that you took Kara's advice and you went back and listened to the podcast a second time. The best things you can do to get other people listening and um and all of that and help us out is do that review on Apple Podcasts. Give us however many stars. Write a comment so people know what it was that you liked about the podcast or what they can expect. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love all those other podcast places too. You can probably follow us or leave us some kind of rating there. Um, and then t- tune in on our social media. We're at Dying Message Pod on Twitter. We're Dying Message Podcast on Facebook. We should be on Instagram, but we're not. Um, so go to Facebook or Twitter, <laughs> and uh, you'll always hear about our new episodes. And send us that email to dyingmessagepod podcast at gmail.com um you know michael has a whole empty wall that's just waiting for fan art so (laughs) i don't know what that means (laughs) that i'll print it out (laughs) okay this has been bugging me for looks at how long we've been recording an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) what's the deal what's the deal with the mystery of the friendly neighbors (gasps) what's going on do you want
2: to start you can start it doesn't matter okay so he Alex has had the place where we live for over 10 years, and he's known the neighbors and everything. And they, like, didn't – they didn't, like, make a super effort. And then I moved in, and suddenly they were super friendly, and I was running into them. Like, I would get out of my car garage, and the husband was like, oh, do you need help carrying your groceries up? And we have an elevator. And I was like, oh, I'm cool. And he'd say, no, I'll help you. And he'd help me up the three flights of stairs, so I'd have to take the stairs Um,
3: And I I feel like there was a a week stretch of time where we would run into one or the other of this particular couple in like weird places in the building. You know, I've lived here for like 10 years. I don't talk to my neighbors really all that much and certainly not, you know, once a day for a week. So it was just really strange. Then
2: we got invited to a party and we were like, yeah, sure, we'll go. And it was it was the two of them and someone else. And we didn't really know who was who or anything. It didn't really matter. But like. We were trying to talk to them and get to know them, and we couldn't figure out anything. Um, they were a, nice.
3: It was a strange party. <laughs> oh, they started
2: inviting, and then it turned out, later on, we realized that the the condo that we went to the party in wasn't theirs, and it wasn't the other guys' either. And, like, it, it was just weird, and then she invited me to her bar class, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. And then I was like, why? I'm not, like, a bar person. Like, She's-
3: just- yeah, and she kept trying to, like, recommend things for us, right? Like, when we would have little snippets of, of small talk in the garage while, you know, getting ready to go out, she'd be like, oh, you know, if if you're looking for a, for a great camper van, here's what I would recommend.
2: Yeah, and, like, we kept seeing them in the garage. Like, everything was too much. And then there was an open house down the hallway, and we were like, let's just look, because if it's better than ours or whatever, like, it might just be fun to look. See how they set furniture? We went in, and it turns out she's the realtor. She's the building. She's just a realtor, and she tries to sell every unit in the building. And uh-huh. I think she saw that I moved in. Yep. And she was like, "They're gonna want to upgrade. They're gonna want to get out of a condo."
3: Yeah. So, so all I, of
2: this kindness.
3: Uh huh. They've been like, I guess, uh, aggressively scouting us to perhaps uh, sign us up for their uh, Selling a home service. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, here I was thinking I had a new friend in the neighborhood <laughs> who really wanted me to work out with her. No. No.
1: Just a realtor. <laughs>
2: it was just a realtor.
1: This I was, was a sales plug. I was predicting a weird sex
0: thing, so that's a better conclusion.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're, they're good looking.
0: <laughs> you should have been tipped off to it when you went to the bar class and it was like in a house that was for sale where they had just <laughs> set up a bar. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. No, but uh, but I, I still like the theory that they're ghosts and that like they were you know murdered in the basement of this apartment oh. building and just haunt the building and well,
2: i'm someone who loves an unsolved mystery and i will say one day i went to alex mm-hmm. and i was like why do you have this disgusting soap and he was like what and it turns out neither of us know where this disgusting bar of soap came from that was <laughs> on our sink for like a week and um so that's an unsolved mystery an unsolved and we kind of were joking that there's a ghost in the building it must be from him her whoever it is whatever the ghost is and um like we had no idea and it it was not from the realtor.
3: And, and I I promise I did not... I'm saying this live on the air. Uh, I did not put that soap there to prank you. And we- I
2: swear to God, I have nothing to do with this bar of soap. I was grossed out by it. I wouldn't have touched <laughs> it. So I like... Ass- yeah. So that's an unsolved mystery. Yeah. If anyone has a lead on the soap. <laughs> and also it looks like it looks like an old soap that you find like on a train. Like, like a hobo story. I have a picture of it. I'll, I'll show you the picture of the soap sometime.
0: I mean, there's things that can happen where like...
2: Yes, please. Oh,
0: but you didn't have but you didn't have a single person into your apartment in the like span that it appeared. Well, because it could be something like if you had like a guest, maybe they like found the soap hidden behind something. And they like, were like, oh, let me be helpful and put it back where it belongs. Yeah, it, it's possible. This was
3: pre-pandemic times when, you know, we would occasionally have visitors, but it's not like we're hosting weekly parties or anything. It was in
2: the bedroom bathroom. Mm. It's not like it was oh. in the upstairs bathroom. Yeah,
3: that's true. So that that would have been Someone a really, have needed like... Someone would
2: to come down to the bedroom, which, like, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. But it just...
3: I don't know about you, but if I go to somebody's house as a house guest... I
0: don't know if I would, like, go into their bedroom bathroom, right? I can't remember who it was, but I knew someone in college, like, when we were going to house parties, they would try to, like, steal something out of the bathroom every (gasps) time.
2: So do I. Was it Jessica?
0: (laughs) I don't know Jessica. Okay.
2: (laughs) No, no. If you had said yes, then we could have talked offline and maybe it was the same person. Maybe
0: it was the same person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't sound like it was at this point.
0: No, I don't think so. So I don't know maybe there's someone who like has a big bar of old ugly soaps and they always go into like the weirdest bathroom at each party and try uh-huh. to just leave it there why, why why are you calling their bathroom weird? That's rude The weirdest <laughs> bathroom for like a person to be in when they're visiting the party I
1: see You know
2: yeah. No the bathroom is pretty weird
1: I like to imagine you just had a bar of soap stuck to your ceiling for like a decade and didn't <laughs> notice it and it fell off well, one there
2: Okay so the, the building used to be an old factory Mm-hmm. And this soap looks like it could have been, like, old factory soap. Like, it's weird. It's a bar. Mm-hmm. People don't use, like, this kind of soap anymore, yeah. I don't think. Yeah,
3: and we don't use bar
0: soap. No. either. No, and then
2: people start sending you the video of, like, the man who lives in your closet that you don't know about type of thing, or the one who climbs yeah. through the vents. And so, yeah, that's, <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, it sounds like a time travel. It sounds like a time anomaly to me. Oh like a little God. time portal opened up in your bathroom oh and someone Ooh. from the factory past of the building oh just stuck their arm through and dropped a soap in.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or maybe, maybe it's us from the future pranking our past selves <laughs> oh because God. of how much entertainment we've gotten out of this weird soap it's mystery. It's disgusting
2: soap. Also, it's almost a year. I just looked. It's February 16th, 2020 is when we found the soap.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you know the day?
2: Oh, because I just looked it up on Facebook and tagged you in the picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, because oh, you yuck. had a picture of it from yeah. Facebook.
2: Yeah, because the soap's been bothering me.
0: Well, if um, if anybody know- if anybody is responsible for this soap, please send us an email at dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and come clean. This is a, a safe place to do so.
2: Clean. Good Thank one. Thank you.
0: We, we really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> And that closes the case on this week's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. Episode 30, in which we pay for everything out of pocket. Podcast cover art created by Miriam Bloom. Music excerpted from Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. Thank you again to our mystery guests, Kara Schmidt and Alex Firo. Coming up... What does the Japanese storytelling tradition known as Rakugo have to do with Sherlock Holmes? Who's the best detective living at the Pipe Cat? Will Kabuki-cho Sherlock survive his first encounter with Watson? All that and more when we next examine the scene of the crime for that fatal note. The dying message. I'm assuming that you took Kara's advice and you went back and listened to the podcast a second time. And now that you have listened to it again and you want to continue to support us um, so that we can make more of this... Well, uh, we, we don't. Re- okay, that's weird. I'm gonna. I don't. I'm gonna try this again. <laughs> All right. So now you've. <laughs> so now you've listened. Like we don't need. We don't rely on the support. It's like it's helpful, but it doesn't. It doesn't directly cause us to make more episodes. Anyway. Okay. We're not okay, whyy over here. Is what you're saying. Okay. So no, no, no.
2: But if you do like and subscribe, you can get a mug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please don't.
1: Oh no! No, we have to make mugs.
0: Tote bags. Tote bags. Okay, this is what I want to say. I have to go to Catholic. So you've come through and you've listened to this episode a second time. And you haven't quit because I've edited this in a way that is coherent this past (laughs) minute of time. Um...